You know it's good to be a family together. And I think that uh, we have a special privilege today as a greater part of the family of Christ is together with us. You know in Christ we are all brothers and sisters. And that means there's a bond between us. And there's uh, a strong bond of love and family tie. Na kuku ile kamba yenye inaitwa upendo yenye inatuunganisha. Hallelujah. Amen. Now there's something of family business I want to say to Light of the Nations Church. Sasa kuko mambo ya kijamaa yenye napenda niseme kwa kanisa. We are going to work harder to start our services on time. Napenda tujikaze kwa kwanza kanisa yetu kwa wakati na staili. So you know the worship team gets here early they practice and they're ready for our service. Unajua waimbaji wako hapa mbele ya wakati na wanatumika kwa kuwa tayari kwa kanisa. And other people come and they get ready for our service. Na watu wengine nao wanakuja na wanajitayarisha pia. But a lot of times we're missing the people of the church to start our service. Lakini mara mingi tunakosa watu wa kanisa kwa kwanza kanisa. We're really trying to start at 3 o'clock. Tunapenda tuanze 15:00. Everybody say 3 o'clock. Tuseme 15:00 just. Say 15:00 just. 15:00 just. Hallelujah. <laughs> so one thing we're going to do just to let you know so you don't get nervous we're going to close those doors and lock them. At three o'clock. Sasa tunamijulisha kwa leo kusema tutakuwa nafunga hii mlango na Kenzer just. Now you can still get into church. Lakini utapata bacha kuja mkanisa. But you have to go around the building and come in on that door. Lakini unapasha kuzunguluka na uingilie kwa hii mlango wa kunyumo. Because you see when we start the service we want to really be focusing on our Lord Jesus. Unajua wakati tunaanza kanisa tunapenda tuangalie Yesu peke yake. We want to give him honor and praise. We also want to give respect to the people who've come on time and they're trying to worship but then when we all come in talking and disturbing all the way across you go to the bathroom and chatter 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 and then come back in it just disturbs the surface. Na kwa kuheshimia wenye walishafika pana washaanza kuabudu Mungu atupende watu wa kuingia wanaongea wanaongea wanaenda kule kuchoo wanaongea na hivi inasumbua watu wengi. So I really want us to start at what time? Tunapenda tuanze saa ngapi? 15:00 just. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, uh, I want I want to tell you I'm very happy today. Napenda nimielezee niko na furaha sana leo. Because we have a chance to fellowship with our friends. Kwa jili tuko na bahati ya kukutana na wandugu yetu. Our brothers and sisters. Wa ndugu yetu na wadada yetu. So now I think we're ready. Nadhani tuko tayari sasa. It's time for the word of God. Ni wakati ya neno ya Mungu. I want I want to introduce our pastor today. Napenda nimijulishe pastori wetu wa leo. Pastor Zach Nombre. Huyu ni pastor Zach Nombre. Now this church In a moment I'm going to invite him up but I want to tell you what this church is just so that light of the nations can know about them. Da mutakia kidogo nitamwalika lakini mbele ya hiyo acha nimejulishe hii kanisa inatoka wapi na ni nini. You know it's been several months now but we were having services over at the Cherry Creek facility we had church there in the morning and then here in the afternoon. Unajua kuna miezi napita tulikuwa nakutana asubuhi kule Cherry Creek na magharibi hapa. 
And we were looking for the right people to step into the uh, Cherry Creek facility to help us so that we could help somebody, they could help us. Na tulikuwa natafuta watu wenye wanastahili ili wabebe ile fazi na tuwasaidie nao watusaidie. And Shana Center is the answer to this prayer. Na Shana Center inakuwa ni jibu kule maovu. And I'm, I just want to say I'm I'm so grateful to all of you for uh, taking over that facility and you take such good care of it. You know every once in a while when nobody's there I go inside and just take a look around it's always clean everything's in place it looks perfect I'm really proud of you. Amen. Unajua wakati ile hakuna mtu kule mimi naendaka nafungua naingia ili nione kama mko buchafu lakini hautakuta hata buchafu ni fazi safi kabisa. So I've been looking forward to this time when we could worship together. Na nilikuwa nachunga kupata bahati kama hii yenye tunaweza abudu pamoja. And I'm so pleased today to be able to introduce to you let's give a strong light of the nations welcome everybody stand and welcome pastor Zach. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, put your hands together to the Lord. Let's sing the song again. Jesus, I am nothing without you. Yahweh. Yahweh. Everyone that has breath, lift up your voice. Jesus. Jesus. I am nothing, nothing without you. Yahweh. Yahweh. One more time, let's sing it again. Jesus, Jesus. I am nothing without you. Yahweh. Yahweh. One more time, Jesus, Jesus, I am nothing without you. Yahweh. Yahweh. Let's do one more time. Jesus, Jesus, I am nothing without you. Baba we are nothing without you. Tukubure mbele yako. 
There is no us without you. Sisi atuko bila wewe. This afternoon, Lord, we are grateful. Na magharibi ya leo tunashukrani kabisa for this opportunity to be in your presence. Kwa bacho nitupatia kuwa ndani ya uapo wako. I ask that Jesus will be glorified this afternoon. Naomba Yesu atukuzwe jioni ya leo. I ask that your name Jesus will be glorified. Napenda jina Yesu itukuzwe. Father do what only you can do. Baba fanya yenye wewe peke unaweza fanya. Do what only you can do. Fanya yenye wewe peke unaweza fanya. And at the end of it all the glory. Na mwisho yote utukufu. And all the honor will be yours. Na yote heshima iwe yako. In Jesus mighty name. Uchina la Yesu. Let's put our hands together to the Lord. Kige makofi. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so excited to be here. This is new to me so I'm going to struggle so bear with me. Because I talk very fast. But I want to thank Pastor Andy Miller so much for inviting us and especially for the space you guys have blessed us with zaidi nafasi yenye mtubariki nayo it's a great blessing and we thank god for connecting us tunasema asante kwa mungu kwa kutuunganisha and i thank your precious wife nasema asante kwa bibi yako when we took over the building we didn't just take over the building the church gave us everything. Wakati tulimeba fazi, tukumeba paka fazi na kanisa tupatia yote. A lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff. Bitu bizuri bya mingi. I mean all the lights, the speakers and all the all the good stuff. God richly bless you guys. Ile mamwangaza na mabafle yote mtupatia Mungu atabariki sana. We are using it and we are making good use of it until you need it. Tunaitumia vizuri mpaka na wakati mtahitaji. Amen. I also want to thank my church for coming. It's a lot of people here God bless you. I'm amazed. I have my beautiful wife here with me. Now I I just said that Asante what? Asante san. Asante san, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So I have my Asante san. Is that is that right? Oh, you you mean your wife? Yeah, what is that? Oh. I have my beautiful wife. How do you say that? So, learn it now. <laughs> Bibi mu zurembo o mzuri. Rembo? Murembo. <laughs> Bibi murembo. Murembo. Muzuri. Muzuri. My goodness. <laughs> we are going to Missouri. <laughs> I also want to thank I have my church board leadership here with me Pastor Eddie is here Uncle Kofi is here Mama Mary is here and God bless you all for coming all the strong men and women here with us I really appreciate you Amen What what if we do this Yes I just want you to feel free Yeah you just preach freely mm-hmm. and I'll find the time for yeah. me to preach exactly the exactly. same message to them Let's put our hands together for that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Does everyone understand English? Everyone? Sure. Okay, good. So we'll work with it. Majority, majority. Now, I want to talk about something about 
the spiritual side of church. I mean, we could say that the church is a body, and everybody has what? Three components, the flesh, the soul, and what? The spirit. So the church as a body, I believe, functions in three dimensions. Three what? Dimensions. We could talk about the body part of the church. We could talk about which is the structure of the church or the organizational uh, structure of the church. And then we could talk about the soulish side of the church. And then we could talk about the spiritual side of the church. So this evening, I just want to share something short. I have 25 minutes to share something later about the spiritual side of church. Hallelujah. So let's go to John chapter 4, verse 21 to 24. John 4, 21 to 24. John chapter 4, verse 21 to 24. Does it come on the board? Okay. Okay, thank you. So he's he's trying. So if you are there, say I'm there. Okay, who has it? Anyone has it? Okay, if you can read it, please. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming. Yet a time is coming. And is now come. And it's now come when the true worshipers when what the true worshipers will worship the Father will worship the Father in the Spirit in the Spirit and in truth in truth, which means that if they are true worshipers, they are fake worshipers. If they are true worshipers, it means that there are people who worship God, but it's not real. And he said, the true worshipers who worship the Father in what in truth and in what the Spirit. Now I wanted to make this point clear that our service and worship has an object. If you read the next verse, it says that God is a spirit. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in what? In truth. In spirit and in what? And in truth. So let's let's establish a fact. Our worship has an object. Our worship has what? An object. And that object is what? Is God. The worship, our service... Our singing in a choir, coming to church, all of this is worship. Hallelujah. It's called worship. But our worship has what? An object. And that object is who? Is God. That object is not man. That object is not your pastor. That object is God. When we come together, we come together because what? Of who? Of God. We come together to worship God. So our worship, the basis of our worship has an object. And as a church, we need to come to an understanding that we do not serve what we call emptiness. We do not serve nothing else. We serve a God. Our object is God. And who is God? God is the great I am that I am. He's the king of kings and the lord of laws. He's the one that, he's the one that said I am that I am. He's the alpha and the omega. He's not a mere man. The object of our worship is God. Tell somebody the object of your worship is God. We worship God. God is the reason why we are here. God is the reason why we live. He's the reason why we have our breath. He's the reason why we are alive. He's the very reason why we exist. The object of our worship is God. It's God. 
So every time you are coming to church, even in the shower, you understand that I got to hurry up because I'm here for God. I cannot just be late because I'm here for God and God works with time. We serve and worship because we have a real object. We have a real object. Our object is real. Our object is bigger than the biggest. It's mightier than the mightiest. Our object is, is greater than Buddha. Our object is God. It's God. The Bible calls him Jehovah. Somebody calls him Elohim. Somebody calls him El Shaddai, the almighty God. The object of our worship is who? It's God. The object of our worship is not a thing or a common person. Nor is it a matter or a work. Rather, it is God. The object of our worship is, 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 is not just a thing. It's not just a mere guy. You know, people who stand up and clap their hands for the president. But when we come to God, it's a clap your hands for God. And then you sit down and be looking like, oh boy. You are clapping for one who is sus- the sustainer of your life. Hallelujah. The object of our worship is not a common person. He's not a, he's not a common guy. He can do what your mom or dad could not do. He can do it. He's God. Hallelujah. God is the object of our service. If there was no God, then we would have no worship. Say if there was no God, we would have no worship. And we have no need to worship. We have worship and service because there is God. And because God needs our worship. God needs what? Our worship. I want you to understand if you are here today that God needs your worship. He created you to worship him. He created you to worship him. He needs your worship. He needs your worship. The reason why I started teaching things like this in church is that after a while, people begin to act like they are trying to do you a favor by showing up. People begin to act like it's a favor for them to show up in church. You didn't come to do anyone a favor. You're here because of God. You're here because of God. Hallelujah. Amen. The one whom we serve and worship, and I want to state that fact once again, is God. When we worship and worship, we should think of God. Every time you worship, think of what? And God only. Every time you worship, every time you are coming to church, every time you are are serving, you are doing everything in church, understand that I am doing it because of God. I'm doing it because of God. Not because of what God has done, but because of who he is. Hallelujah. It is because of God and only God. God is the object of our worship. If we want our worship to be proper, we need to have proper knowledge of the object of our service. If you want your worship to be right, you must understand the object of your worship. Do you understand my accent? (laughs) If you want your worship to be right, you must understand the object of your worship. Because until you understand the object of your worship, if you want to make your wife happy, you better understand your wife. You have to study her and understand who she is to make her happy. In order for our worship and our praise and our thanksgiving and our service to be right, we must understand the object of our worship. We must have knowledge of that object. How do you serve a God you don't even know? How do you serve him? That is why there were two guys, Cain and Abel, giving a sacrifice. 
One did not understand that this sacrifice is not to a mere man. It's unto God. So I can't give God just anything. Oh my goodness. The other guy thought, oh boy, I worked hard for all of this. Not understanding that. You see, without God, he wouldn't have even made it to start with. The other guy thought, oh, he's a mere guy. Uh, It's just a little sacrifice. But when you understand the object of your worship, that he's the one that lives above all things. He's the king of kings and the lord of lords. He's greater. He's a great king. You can't just give him anything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible said God is a spirit. God is what? He's a spirit. Tell somebody God is a spirit. Tell somebody God is a spirit. God is a spirit. God is nothing but a spirit. As a matter of fact, he is the spirit. God is not a material thing or a psychological object. God is not a psychological object where you worship him and serve him with your psychological brain. God is a spirit. He's a spirit. So you can never contact God or serve God with your psychological brains because he's a spirit. God is not a doctrine or a concept. God is not a doctrine or a concept. Tell somebody God is not a doctrine. (laughs) He's not a doctrine. God is not a, a theological seminary. He's not. He's not a concept where you can define him, put him in a box, and, and, and say this is who God is. God is not an object. He's not a, a, a doctrine where you can read in a book and say, this is my God. God is not a Bible. God is not your Bible. Let me tell you something. God can be speaking to you and your Bible could be the Satan. Because God will tell you to do one thing and then you say, but the Bible doesn't say that. And God is saying, do it. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So God is saying, brother, what's your name? Fees. Take $2,000 and sow into the man of God's life. Brother Fields is here saying, what in the Bible does he say that? So your own Bible could become a problem for your miracle and your breakthrough. Because you are, God is speaking and you're here saying, it's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. But remember, God cannot be defined with the Bible. He's bigger than the Bible. God is bigger than you. God is not a doctrine. See, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it down and you understand. God is not a theory. <laughs> God is not a theory. Tell someone God is not a theory. The Bible said He is a spirit. God is not a material thing that can be touched by our hands. You can't touch God with your hands. You can't touch God with your hands. He's not a material thing you can just touch. Oh my goodness, it's getting good. It's getting good. I think my accent is getting better the more I go. My goodness. God is not something you can see with your eyes. God is not a psychological object that can be imagined by the mind or contacted by the brain. God is not a psychological object where you sit there and begin to analyze and think and say, no, this is what I see God doing. This is what I think God will do. The Bible says his ways are higher than our ways. So God's ways are higher than our ways. (laughs) So he's not a psychological concept where you can sit down and analyze him. No. And that is a problem in the church because we all come with our psychology. We all come with our doctrines. We all come with all that we've learned and heard, all that we've read in a book, and we try to define God in that concept. 
So when the praise is going up, it's not able to hit heaven because everybody's trying to say, this is the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> My goodness. God is a spirit. Say it again. God is a spirit. He cannot be sensed. Say he cannot be sensed by any part of your body or be contacted by any part of your soul. Something that is a spirit, <laughs> it transcends material and physiological and uh, psychological and all the digitalical stuff. It transcends it. Something that is a spirit. Something that is a spirit, it transcends a body, it transcends a soul, it transcends anything you can touch or see. He's a spirit. God is a spirit. God is a spirit. You see, in order to contact something, one must know what it is and what its nature is before you can properly touch it. For instance, if you know something is a sound, sound, when we say sound, you know what a sound is, right? Can can we make a sound? When something is a sound and you want to contact that thing, what do you use to contact it? Your ears. Because it's sound. When something is an object to see, what do you use to contact that thing? You don't use your ears. You use your eyes. Am I talking to somebody? (laughs) If something is a concept or a theory, what do you use to contact it? Your mind. But when something is a spirit, what do you use to contact it? Your spirit. Your spirit. That is why you've been in church for so long, but you don't feel anything for God because you are trying to contact God with your mind. You are trying to contact God with your eyes. You are trying to contact God with your body and your soul. But God is a spirit. And in order to contact God, we must contact him with our spirit. Which means that you got to get inside of you in order to contact God because your spirit is in you. So when you come to church with that mindset, when you are singing, you are not busy looking around, checking everybody out. Because you know that, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to contact the object of my worship. Who is God? Who is a spirit? And in order to contact him, I need to get into my spirit. Because you cannot contact him with your mind. You want healing? God is a spirit. He can heal you. But in order to receive healing, you got to get into your spirit. Into your spirit to talk to God. You can't just talk to God with your brain and your mind and, and just your mouth and your eyes. You have to talk to God with your spirit. With your spirit. The problem with the church is that we leave our spirit home. We leave our So we are not having supernatural experiences in church anymore. I love when you guys said, the blind will see. And what? The lame will walk. How? Are, why is it that we can't see it happen? Because everybody comes to contact God with their physiological and psychological mind and body and, and accept their spirit. So when you sing, how great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God. You can't sing with your mind. Paul said, I will pray with my mind and I'll also pray with my spirit. There is a spirit inside of you. There is a spirit inside of you. God created you with a spirit in you. His spirit lives in you and he put it in you for a purpose. So you can use that medium to connect with him. Oh my goodness. When I understood this revelation, my prayer life changed. My prayer life changed. Things started happening in church because... 
When the choir is singing, everybody understands it's not about the music. We are singing with our spirit. The Bible says he inhabits the praise of his people. When the praise is in the spirit and it connects with God, God fills the whole place because now he can sense some spirit beings are trying to connect with him. I love what one man of God said. He said, in fact, a spirit doesn't live in you. As a matter of fact, you are a spirit. A spirit of God doesn't just live in you. You are a spirit. You are because the body and the flesh is just a covering. The body, the soul is just a covering. The real you is your spirit. So you say, I am a spirit. And in order to contact God, in order to, to connect with God, I must use my spirit. I must use my spirit. That is why it's so critical that sometimes you close your eyes. Because when you close your eyes, what you're trying to do is to enter into your spirit. David said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. There is something in you that must connect with the great king. Hallelujah. Whenever we contact God and serve God, we must know and understand what kind of God he is and what his nature is. Then our contact with God and our service to him will be proper and not upset. We must know and realize that God is not a material thing. God is a spirit. We must also remember that since God is a spirit, he cannot be felt. You can't feel God with your body. Nor can he be contacted with your soul. You must contact him with your spirit. And if you think I'm going to teach you how to contact him with your spirit, it's a big lie. I'm not going to teach you that. You should know that. All I'm trying to tell you is that stop using your mind. Stop now. Get into your spirit. See, when we come to prayer and we are praying, I think one time we came to visit that pastor and the men were praying, and we joined the men in prayer. When we join our hands in prayer, we should pray with our spirit. Let your spirit pray. Don't let your mind pray. Because when your mind pray, you'll be thinking about how you make a stop by a Chick-fil-A after prayer meeting. <laughs> how you're going to... You see, because your mind is praying. And the Bible said a double-minded person cannot receive anything from God. So... Most of us are here believing God for big things, but it's not happening. You know why? Because we are, our mind is divided. Somebody is probably here because of a woman. Can you imagine? After all that we are doing, somebody is just in church because of a woman. Somebody is here for the wrong reasons. How do you get blessed? And how do you say, are you a Christian where your spirit, you can't draw from your spirit and say, listen, I'm here because of God. People leave churches and get offended all the time because they are in their flesh. But when you serve God in your spirit, you understand that it's not about him. It's not about her. It's not about who stepped on your toes. It's about God. It's about God. It's about God. I believe that my time is up, but let me say this and then we can close. Verse 24. It said, God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him, worship him in spirit. Since God is spirit, we who worship him must worship him with our spirit. And in our spirit. Otherwise our worship is improper. Our worship and service to God must be in the spirit. Whatever positive relationship we have with God must all be in our spirit. And not in our body or in our mind. Jesus said the true worshipers will worship the father in what? In the spirit. Only those who worship and serve in the spirit are true worshipers. So can I say this to you? All this while you've you've been a fake worshiper. Until you use your spirit. Honey, until you use your spirit. I'm talking to you, yeah, 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 yeah. Until you use your spirit. He said, the true worshipers who worship in what? In spirit. In spirit. In spirit. 
So until you worship God in your spirit, you are a fake worshiper. Ask your neighbor, are you a fake worshiper? Oh, ask them, are you a fake worshiper? <laughs> See, nobody wants to say nothing now. Are you scared? Come on. Are you a true worshiper? When true worshipers worship, the walls of Jericho come down. Walls come down because they worship in the spirit. In the spirit. So the true worshipers will worship my father in the spirit. One of the things I said to my church is, when we come together and we are worshiping, when we are worshiping, the doors are closed. It's not time to be shaking hands and telling me, hey, hi, it's been a while, man. It's good to catch up with you. We are worshiping God. Get out of your flesh and be in the spirit. One time... I came to the church, and then I saw Daddy was praying. Ooh. He was praying in the spirit. When a man is praying in the spirit, it takes a man of the spirit to know. But when a man is praying in the flesh, it takes even an unbeliever who know that this one is fake. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. Even unbelievers, people who are not Christians, they know when you are faking it. And they know the real worshipers. They know real worship. I came just to tell you that go back. Destroy all the theology in your mind. God is a spirit. And in order to touch God, you must do it with your spirit. With your spirit. Do it with your spirit. And in the next two minutes, we're going to lift up a song. I want everybody get into your spirit. Get into your spirit. Things will begin to happen. The thing you've been believing God for, God, you will touch the heart of God. Because now you understand. And listen. I have a body. You have a soul. And I wish there was time. I'll tell you what your body is, what your soul is. That one you can read in a book. Hallelujah. You have a spirit in you. You have a spirit in you. And you sometimes even in your own car, in your own car, you can know when the spirit of God is around you. You can know that this worship is pure. It's pure. You can only touch God in the spirit. I need, where are the true worshipers? In our churches today, where are the true worshipers? Every church you go to is like a joke. It's like a concert. It's like, why are we even here? Are we here because of God? So a time is coming, which is now, that the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. I came to charge you, true worshipers, get up. True worshipers, let's be on our feet. Let's take our rightful places in the church. Let's become the true worshipers God has made us. Because God must be contacted with our spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. It's been a long service. I know you are tired and we usually close at five. So the long and short, the long and short, the long and what? And the short story is that start using your what? If I say start using your brains, do you understand that one? If I say start using your brain, it's like your child who is 17 years old playing with little kids. You can say, stop it, Johnny, and use your brains. <laughs> In other words, you're trying to tell your son, grow up. I came to tell you, grow up in the spirit. Grow up in the spirit. Use your spirit. Use your spirit. Stop analyzing God. He can do all things. He can do anything. He's bigger than your brain. He's bigger than what you have made him to think he is. Use your spirit. Make room for him. Make room for him in your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, put your hands together to the Lord. I really want us as a church to thank Pastor Zach and uh, Shana Center. Could we just say thank you?
And as we are closing, I just want to say this. In John chapter 7, Jesus stood before the people. Yesu alisimama mbele ya watu. And he said, "Whoever believes in me, anasema wote wenye ananiaminia, out of his inmost being, out of his spirit, kutoka katikati ya roho yake, will flow rivers of living water. Ndani yake chemchemu ya maji itatoka." Now, people today we've heard a good word from God about connecting in our spirit. Na leo tunapata mjumbe mzuri yenye anaunganisha roho yetu. But you know, I want you to be ready to go outside of this building and let the river flow out of you. Napenda uende nje hii fazi na chemchemu ya maji iwe na mwangika ndani. Amen. Amen. We contact God in our spirit, we touch God in our spirit and then out of our inmost being flows the river of living water. Tukipata Mungu mkiro na pale anavuisha chemchemu ya maji kutoka ndani yetu. Living water doesn't kill people. Unajua maji ya uzima aiue watu. Living water doesn't criticize people and overcome them with negativity. Maji ya uzima aikuye kusimanga watu. Living water brings life and healing to other people. Maji ya uzima inaleta uzima na inatunza. Let that flow out of our heart. Amen. Acha ile imwangike ndani yako. Hallelujah. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord be gracious to you. Mungu akubariki na kukinge na neema yake iwe juu yako. May the Lord lift up the light of his face upon you. Na acha nuru ya mwangaza yake iwe juu yako. And give you peace. Tuachie salama bwana. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Amen.